2: And a good Saturday morning doing these dog days of August. Broadcasting this morning live from the banks of Lake St. Catherine in Louisiana. Yeah, we took a little break from St. Eubis Cathedral to play with some, uh, uh, let's call it the speckled trout nursery grounds last night with our fly rods. Had a lot of fun. Tell you more about the fishing later on. Let me remind you, this is the program where you do not need to show proof of a vaccine and mask wearing is not mandatory. Welcome aboard, We've well, we got a lot to talk about today. we got a lot of live fishing reports coming up. Uh, some of the folks we'll be hearing from are stationed all across the coast. Uh, we'll be hearing from Jeff Brule with a great fishing report from the freshwater areas. Also, Captain Darrell Carpenter reports from Grand Isle, Mike Gallo from the Lake Bourne Complex. And then we've also got... Brendan Bayard joining us for your Paddler's Report, special report we've put together for you kayakers. And we've got Ryan Lambert, the uh, plastic man down in Burris. He'll be updating us on the Plaquemines Parish fishing story. So get ready to hear it. Get yourself a cup of coffee and settle in. We also have our bad boy feature. Now, this morning's feature, this is a fourth-time offender. It'll be his third appearance on this show and a judge in Blackham Parish has laid down his sentence. We'll tell you about that. Also got a calendar of uh, outdoor events. Unfortunately, a lot of these are being canceled due to the pandemic, but some are ongoing because they are, in fact, outdoor air events. So we'll kind of give you the rundown on what's open and what's not. Coastal marine forecast, if you are headed out, is kind of looking like this. Westerly winds this morning, but light, 5 to 10 knots offshore, 2 to 4 foot seas, And for interior lakes and bays, those westerly five- to ten-knot winds will present just a light chop. Now, tomorrow it's supposed to smooth out even more and in offshore areas, continue with those two- to four-foot, very fishable seas. And the rain has finally lightened up on its its chances, about 20% today, 20% tomorrow, depending on where you are. Some folks are going to get a little shower. Others will be uh, out in this extreme heat. There are some heat advisories out there, so take all your summertime precautions you know what I'm talking about, the ice, the water, the sunglasses, the floppy hats, the sunscreen, everything you need to get out in the great outdoors and enjoy it properly. Tide range today, you got 1.8 average tide range. A lot of water going to be moving. Those choke points uh, may have too much water moving. You might want to get into some of the areas that are a little bit flatter and won't have as much of that water moving. But if you need some area, mostly your marshes, uh, you're going to have an incoming tide most of the morning till about either mid-morning or late after- or early afternoon, depending on where you are, and then it's going to fall pretty much all afternoon into tonight. So if you like to fish a falling tide, probably later is better, but then you've got the heat factor to consider. So that's something else to deal with. All right, so that's all there. If We we would love to get your text messages. We do that every Saturday morning. We love to hear from our audience. You can give us your own reports. Share it with the audience. Help them out comments questions it's all welcomed and that text line is 504-260-1870 it comes directly here in to the studio all right we're going to be talking to robbie campo in in just a second but i do want to mention uh you may be seeing some fake news with regard to hunting license sales if you don't have a vaccine you won't be sold a hunting license no truth to that that's fake news but unfortunately The National Hunting Fishing Day celebrations, which are scheduled all across the state of Louisiana. In fact, all across the nation, we celebrate national hunting and fishing. It's usually around Labor Day, first weekend in September. Uh, At least for the Louisiana events, it has been canceled. All right, so there's the kickoff. We'll be ready to get uh, Robbie Campo to join us. I see i got text messages coming in. They want to know if Robbie's got shrimp. Always a question, do you have shrimp? I talked earlier with uh, Mitch Juricich over there at Delta Marina. He's got some live shrimp, and he's working hard over there. So if that's what you want to use for your bait, you can stop at least those two places and as many others, get you some live bait, and head out there and catch some of those speckled trout, redfish, sheepshead, drum, and maybe a flounder. All right, coming back after this, it's Robbie Campo. We take you down to St. Bernard Parish for his report from Campo's Marina in Shell Beach, where you are listening to the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right. Where we start every Saturday morning is in Saint Bernard Parish at a place in Shell Beach called Campos Marina. Robbie Campos, the operator there, and Robbie, I got the first text question of the morning. Is somebody wants to know if you have shrimp for consumption to eat? Do you sell shrimp to to customers to take home and fry or boil? Well, you know, Don.
3: Sometimes we do, but uh, but <laughs> to answer the question, we haven't seen a good consumption shrimp since they opened the season three weeks early. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's always been the third Monday in August for a hundred years, and it's you know, and that third Monday in August usually gives us some eating shrimp. Uh, you know, with those shrimp, uh, with the bay shrimp, and uh, we haven't seen that, man. They, um, you know, now they have changed the laws where if if it's uh, if fifty percent is over 80 hundredths, it doesn't matter if the other fifty percent is three hundred to the pound. You know, it's all politics and controlled by factories now, and the whole system needs to be changed. So to answer the question, but I think now after next Friday when they open up the Biloxi Marsh, there may be some eating shrimp mixed up in those shrimp because they've had time to grow. And uh, from what I hear from the fishermen that's out there fishing, and they see the shrimp jumping up around at Christmas Camp Lake and, White Log Lake and places like that that you know, Morgan Talbert said the, the you know the shrimp look really nice and they you know they got a good size to them. So hopefully after Friday they might have some of that. But, uh, to, but as of right now, well we're dragging right here in the Mr. Go. No, no sir, we haven't seen any uh, eating shrimp yet. So, but I tell you, Don, uh, you know the the fishing this week has been off the chain. Uh, you know we we on a moon here, so um, you know it's it's been it's been good. Uh, east of the, you know, east of the channel, and south, of, you know, down south, down towards Black Bay, it's kind of turned on. Usually, you know, uh, generally the the rule is after, you know, August, um, you you know, when the river comes way down like it is, it's, I think it's like three point five or something like that. It's way way down right now. Um, you know, people tend to start traveling, you know, towards the river and start fishing over that area. And um, you know they got some good water up in there around Iron Banks and Stone Island and you know Lonesome Island and so forth. So uh, those places that you like to fish off that Delacroix side has you know started to heat back up. So you know you have options now. Not everybody's stuck over here in the Northeast over here around you know uh, Central or Holy Cross and you know those those wells over here and islands from Breton Island going. You know everybody's not all jammed up, but. Tell you, Don. I've seen some very pretty trout come from that area this week. I'm not going to say everybody limited out, but the people that did go over there did caught some really beautiful fish. And you know, live shrimp was a ticket, man. So, you know, um, uh, the red fishing is better on on the Delacro has been better on the Delacro side. Still tough. Uh, not as many being caught in the Biloxi marshes. I'd like to see right now. Uh, you know, the water the water temperature here uh, Thursday. Thursday now at the at the uh, thing in the lake here, the weather station in the lake was 92 degrees. So this water is very hot. So you know <laughs> it's bath water. You know you get you get. I mean it's very hot, Don. So uh, you know you want to catch. I think all I think most of your redfish that's in these ponds generally are down down maybe in the deeper water and the deeper bayous. So if you're gonna try to go catch some redfish. Maybe try bouncing some uh, bait off the bottom in a in, in you know the deeper buyers and a deeper holes. There haven't been anybody trawling in those bayous yet, so you know uh, I would say in the bluffy marsh side anyway. So that would be a little tip to do, um, you know. Uh, but look, it's a pretty morning. It's hot. Stay hydrated, people, because we had a couple sick people this past week. You know, they want to drink the beer instead of the Gatorade, and, you know, that, that just doesn't work all that well Having this heat. It's hot, Donna. You know it. I know it. This is August, and it's this is what August is about. But nevertheless, they're catching fish, so come on down and see us. Hook the left. Come on down. We've got plenty of shrimp. We'll get you in the water. We're going to get you going, and we're going to take care of you and get you on your way.
2: That's all they can ask for. You know, Robbie, the one good thing, about these these hot water temperatures in the nineties, uh, the shrimp growth rates improved dramatically. So you know, with the late start they got, maybe you're right. When they open it up, uh, it could be some nice big shrimp out there. We find. Let's hope so.
3: Yeah, I, and like I said, Don, you know, and everybody that's been that's been out there fishing, you know, like up in that Christmas Camp Lake area by Comfort Island, they said you know they, um, they said the shrimp that's jumping, you know, that's out there, or they seem to be really really nice. They look big, so. You know, um, now I know the ones over here that they're catching because the south of the channel is open back up in Lake Robin and you know going down towards uh you know going around towards Lake Campo and every you know the places the guys that's telling me they're catching over there is the biggest shrimp they've seen over there so far is a 31 35 count and that's a nice shrimp don't get me wrong but you know people want eating shrimp they want a they want a 21 25 or 16 20 and. I think that's we're going to have some of that over here on the north side come Friday.
2: Sounds good. Robbie, thanks for that report, my friend. Uh, remind those people again, watch out for that heat. It's a real killer this time of year. We'll see you next week, Robbie. Thanks again. Okay, Don. Talk to so you later. Bye-bye. All righty, Robbie Campo reporting from Campo's Marina in Shell Beach. Up next for you freshwater fishermen, we have a special report for you, and it's with Jeff Brewer brought to you by Berkeley, a division of Pure Fishing. It's next here on the outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio. And we have a special report for you freshwater fishermen with Jeff Bruhl. It's a presentation of Berkeley, also Abu Garcia. And they're introducing the future of fishing's new name. It's called Jordan Lee, who is the Alabama-born and raised two-time Bassmaster Classic champion. Jordan Lee Combos brings a new line of rods and reels, specific rod models, especially if you like low-profile and spinning reels. These products are truly dialed in for the bass angler. Check them all out. Product of Abu Garcia, a division of Pure Fishing. Good morning, Jeff. Uh, what's latest on the uh, freshwater scene? I know we've been talking about that Ascension Area Anglers Tournament that was uh, last Sunday. How did that go?
4: Uh, they're catching a lot of fish over there by the results. Uh, Jason and Bren Cryer won, and they had 15.17 pounds. A lot of 12 to 15-pound stringers brought in, a lot of limits brought in. So it just, it just tells you there's a lot of fish over there. They're just not really catching the big fish they were several years ago. I think all that kind of cycles through. We've had a lot of high water last few years, but it's getting better over there. The river's at 3.3 feet, and when you start looking at the, the ranges now on, on the gauges, it's starting to go in and out with the tide. So that's telling you that it's pretty much bottomed out at the lower end of the basin. So you kind of have to change your tactics with that. You know, if the tide's falling, you might want to go fish some drains or some points where the current's coming around. But the hot weather has slowed everything down, but they are, like I said, catching a lot of fish over there. Uh, but slow down your presentation. Uh, the punching, weightless stick baits, and early morning top water seem to be a good tactic to use with all this hot weather.
2: And we're talking about the Chafalaya Basin, that term was held out of Dwarans. Jeff, did you get any information on what they were using to catch those nice stringers and maybe colors or specific areas that they were? Did they give that, that information out? A lot of times you can't trust a fisherman, but what
4: did you well, hear? Well, hooked them to a lie detector test and, um, had them sitting right <laughs> yeah. in front of me. I might could get a little information out of them, but I can tell you knowing some of my friends, uh, Sometimes they'll tell 10 people 10 different things when at the end of the tournament what they caught them <laughs> on. So it's it's hard to get that information. But, you know, sometimes in a tournament you might not catch a lot of fish. You just might caught the the, the five that were the biggest. Yeah, sometimes that's how it works. They might have been punching. Sometimes you pull up to a point, and there they are, and you catch five good fish on a crankbait. But usually the typical tactics over there were uh, just worms and spinner baits, and sometimes crankbaits. Yeah, you just have to kind of figure the range to, if they're a little deeper values or They're up under shade. Sometimes that's the ticket over there, especially with the heat we got this time of year.
0: Yeah, and,
2: you know, the funny thing happens sometimes they give them those diversionary tactics. They send them somewhere else, and when they go, they come back with some big stringers. (laughs) It kind of (laughs) backfires on them. Jeff, uh, North Shore area of Lake Pontchartrain, and we're talking uh, Bayou Liberty, Bayou Lacombe, Chifuncta River, Pearl River. I was up around that area this week, and I don't know how to describe what the water looked like. I mean, it's fallen a good bit. It's dropped, but, boy, it just has not cleared. And it's got a, a, I don't know what you'd call it. It looks like a almost a cake batter color to it. What is going on in those rivers right now?
4: Well, you see the pearl sandy, and especially some of the chifuncta, they have a lot of sand, and you'll, you'll get that. But uh, sometimes I like to see a little stain in the water. And, you know, you catch more fish a lot of times with a stained river. Uh, really, about the only bright spot is the pearl. It's below 10 feet. You're going to get some up and down rises. They are getting rain up around Jackson. They had a big rain a couple of days ago. But you just have to go kind of try it. Uh, if you get a falling tide, I think you said incoming tide in the morning, maybe go in the afternoon and get a falling tide, hit some cuts and places like that in the drains with jigs and worms. You know, you'll do pretty good. Uh, but give it time. areas will start clearing up. We start getting where the get little dry periods in September and October and those bayous and rivers clear up real nice and then it almost gets too clear and you know hopefully those shrimp will move in about October and we can go catch speckled trout along bayou liberty and places like that like we do every year.
2: Jeff, the uh, the river Mississippi River <clears throat> now has dropped. It uh, was around 3.9. It came up to about 4.2, I think, was the last count. But it's it's holding steady, and the tendency to drop even further. Uh, that's when the lower river area gets good. What are you hearing from the Venice area for the bass fishermen?
4: I'm just starting to get in a few good reports. Uh, so you, you know, you see some pictures on social media, media and stuff that the guys caught some fish. So this week they really started catching fish down there, the bass, that is um, – the, it's below four feet it's going to continue to fall and overall i think the next two to three months down there is going to be dynamite we're going to get a low river for first time in probably about six or seven years and there's plenty of fish down there just you know when the river's high you just up in the canes you can't get to them but it's looking like it's going to set up very good uh like a berkeley Red redshed worm on a quarter ounce sinker real slow presentation uh, you just got to flip it out in front of the canes and just kind of let it sit and You'll catch a lot of fish doing that. But they're not everywhere. you got to go find the right bank, the right cut, the right tide. So you, if you're not getting a lot of bites, keep moving till you hit them because they're, they're there and they they bite when the tide's moving just right. So you have to kind of put all that in your form really low, trying to find these fish. But reports are good down there, and I think they're going to get every, better every week.
2: Jeff, you know, uh, when, when you and the other field reporters and I are talking fishing, a lot of times we take for granted that everybody understands the terms we use. It's kind of fishing jargon or fishing language, and every now and then somebody brings me back to earth and says, you know, what is that you're talking about? And, you know, people who are new to the sport, not familiar with that particular aspect. You mentioned earlier a slow presentation. Exactly what does that mean for people?
4: Basically, when you cast your bait out, or mainly talking about flipping or you know, just pitching into cover, just let your bait sit. You're only moving it an inch or two at a time. You're not doing the big rod, sways, and hopping the bait. You're basically just kind of moving it real slow. And I find places like Venice that's got, you know, tide rolling down the bank, if you let the, kind of let the tide just move the bank, it's more of a natural presentation than you kind of hopping it and moving it real fast. It's, these fish down here have so much to eat. There's crab, shrimp, all kind of stuff in the waters. There's, there's no telling when you clean them what you're going to find. Over, I've seen them with spiders and grasshoppers to everything, the crawfish and crabs in them. So they're not going to chase these baits if it's moving too fast. It seems like a almost a dead stick where you're just letting the tide just slowly roll it down. The, the bank is the more natural presentation. So slow just basically means don't move your bait a lot. Keep in contact with it. Now, don't use a slack line, but just keep in contact with it. And you throw it in the fixed spots, and you either wait for the pressure of feel like you hung on the bottom kind of pressure, and most time it's a fish you're not hung, or you some time, days they tick it. You know, you feel that little thump and just set the hook. But that's really what it means is you're not moving the bait a whole lot.
2: Very good, Jeff. Before you go, uh, I'm going to throw this out to the audience and get their responses on it. What's your favorite? hydration drink when you're out on the water on these dog days of summer?
4: I usually just use a lot of water. I'll bring maybe some kind of sports drink during the day to kind of keep the electrolytes up. But I find that the most important thing is in the morning is drink as much water as you can before you go out and get hydrated before you go. Um, It's funny. I I tell everybody – and my LSU story, they w- would weigh us in before practice. I'd weigh like 222. And after practice, I, sometimes I'd weigh 205. You lose <laughs> so much water yes. in a day, I mean, 10, 10, 10, 15 pounds in a couple-hour period when, when practice was going on that – um You realize a gallon of water weighs eight eight pounds, so you really need to put in a couple gallons of water in your system if you're going to be out there all day. And you don't do it all at one time. You just as the day goes along, you need to pour fluids in yourself, and that that'll keep you from getting headaches, tired, things like that, and keep you going all day long if you keep the fluids in you.
2: Yeah, I remember those days losing five to ten, maybe twelve pounds in in an afternoon. Of course, it all comes back when you get in and you drink the water and rehydrate again. Jeff, interesting stuff. Good report. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next time.
4: All right, thanks, Don. Go catch him.
2: Yes, sir. When we come back after this, what is your favorite sport drink or hydration drink? Uh, a lot of folks, uh, water, I'm sure, is way up there. But what about some of the others? Text me your your answer. It's five zero four. 260-1870, what is the one thing you don't leave the dock without during these hot, sweltery days of August? And when we come back, we got more fishing reports and your text messages here on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. You know, we're just a couple of weeks away from the very first hunting season. Dove season will be opening up all across the south and, uh, you know, we got teal season following that and then we get into the small game and the duck and the goose and the deer seasons and folks have it on their mind. I've seen a lot of people buzzing around getting things ready. You, See it on social media, people talking about getting their decoys all tuned up, exercising the dog, getting them ready. Well, it doesn't look like uh, the forecast is very bright for this waterfowl season. If you were tuned in last week, I kind of went down species by species. Uh, Breeding conditions due to drought were very poor in most areas. It's a couple of bright spots, but for the most part, probably going to be a pretty rough season. And uh, Ducks Unlimited is sponsoring a Night of Conservation. This is going to be held in Covington, Uh, at the Firehouse Event Center, and it's uh, this coming Thursday at 6.30. They're going to have Mike Carlos there, a biologist, and they're going to be discussing the, the waterfowl status and situation. It's open to the public. It's free. You do not have to be a member to go. And I think it might be well worth it while for folks who are interested in the future of waterfowl hunting, particularly here in south Louisiana and Mississippi, Arkansas, uh, where we've seen some very, very poor seasons and maybe explore some of the reasons for that. Anyway, it's called the Night of Conservation, this coming Thursday, 630, at the Firehouse Events Center in Covington. All right, we're going to pause a quick 10 seconds. When I come back, we're going to share our text message board with you. We'll do that right after we let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And looking at our text board, I see one of our regular listeners with a handle is checking in, the old snake doctor. He's gone out to New Orleans City Park with his fly rod to catch some bedding brim. Not a bad place to do it. Be surprised how... A uh, number of uh, brim and bass are located right there in those city park lagoons. It's uh, one of the urban fishing centers. It's really a very nice paradise, clean banks, and uh, lots of fish. All right, we have uh, Ed over in Wilmer, Alabama. He's watching the deer in his backfield. Yeah, a lot of people have been spotting those deer. All right, Donald and Greg, they're going fishing in Point Lahash. I had some good reports from that area, actually a little bit lower down, Empire area. They did very well this week on speckled trout, and, of course, the big reds are in too. Uh, here's one. Let's uh, see. What are your thoughts on eating large catfish that weigh over 15 or 20 pounds? And would you eat a catfish caught in the Mississippi River? Um, yes to both of those. Uh, 15 to 20 pounds is not real. Is not extraordinarily big for some of these catfish. Depends on the species. But the bigger catfish, um, what is done with those is they put them. They actually skin them out, freeze them. And then they use a meat slicer, like you would slice a a big slab of roast beef. And once it's frozen, it cuts better. It holds together. And believe it or not, that's where a lot of that thin-fried catfish comes from. That thin-fried catfish is not off a small catfish. A lot of times it's off a large catfish. As far as Mississippi River catfish, uh, I think they're pretty safe. Of course, there's, there's health advisories for a number of areas of water in Louisiana that they suggest that you do not eat a lot of it. And I've always found, taste-wise, if you stay away from that belly meat, that can be some horrible stuff, especially in the older, bigger catfish. All right, I'm starting to get in some of these uh, votes for your favorite hydrating liquid when you're out there on the water on these hot days of August. And don't forget about the dove feel. Who, That can be brutal, especially if you don't get under a tree in some shade. Hunting on an afternoon on Labor Day weekend and 90-degree heat can be tough on man and canine. What is your favorite drink? Uh, I've got a, one here for water, again, like Jeff was talking about. And, of course, if you got a specialty that you find works for you, share it with our audience. That text number is 504 504- Two six zero one eight seventy. Back with those texts, more fishing reports, the stuff you and I love to talk about. Now in our 33rd year of this program, it's called The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Oh, I love this text board. Got some great stuff from some great listeners. Here's one that says, Papa always said. Now when Papa always says, you got to listen because Papa knows. He said when the croakers were in the bayou, the shrimp were there. Nice size, catching them up by Bayou Paquet. Been a while since they caught the the croakers. Uh, Here's a question, any triple tails? Um, Well, I haven't got any good Louisiana triple tail reports, but a couple weeks ago I was fishing on the Mississippi Gulf Coast with uh, Jeremy McHugh of Stillwater Charters, and he said they've had a pretty decent triple tail season, a lot of that is dictated by the high salinity and you would think with this year with no spillway opening and uh, some some surges bringing in some salty water, we would have more triple tails but uh, I think the problem is we don't have the the structure for it. We don't have a lot of the crab floats in the places where the triple tail would show up. But I'll check with Mike Gallo. We're going to be talking to him in just a few minutes because he's one of our triple tail reporters. Uh, Here's Dixie George, another one of our regular listeners. Boy, is he bringing up a an old familiar name. Don, do you remember Flynn's on the Chef Highway? Every time I sent it there and asked, where's the fish? He would say, did you hear, Don? And we would laugh and share coffee. Old man Flynn was a character, and I'll tell you a funny story about Flynn. He had a bait shop uh, on Chef Highway, and it was on the way out to the marshes, and he sold a lot of uh, freshwater baits. He used to sell grass shrimp. And I pulled up there one time to see him, and he was in the front of the store with a scoop net, and he was catching grass shrimp and ditch men in the ditch in front of his store. He walked in the store, he dumped them in the tank, and he would sell them. People would walk across the ditch full of grass shrimp to buy them from him in those little plastic containers with the air pump that would blow them up. Oh, Mr. Flynn, boy, what a great place that was. A lot of stories over many years there. Here's one, Uh, anybody still fishing with the Mighty Mite? The Black Bingo is a good bait, Don. Yes, those were. All right, here we're starting to get in some of these uh, hydration drinks. Miller Lite, Uh, I cannot agree with you there. Number one, it's not my brand, but number two, I do not consume any alcohol out there in the hot sun and the water. That's a recipe for a headache. It's great when you get back inside into the shade and the cool air, and you can drink a, a beer then, but, boy, I don't drink them on the water. A lot of people do. Uh, here's another one. If you don't, if you know you didn't drink enough, and you get dehydrated, pickle juice, not the pickle, will prevent muscle cramping. That is a fact. Uh, I'm not a big fan of drinking straight pickle juice out of the jar, but I know a lot of people who do. And here's another one. I hate plain water, so sun tea lemonade, and yes, cheap beer. Stay safe, hydrate. Uh, here's one that goes for the Gatorade Zero. Hydrate without the calories. Also, Powerade makes a Uh, A couple of their flavors were zero calories, too. Uh, Here's one, H2O Petalite. Save the cold beer for the fish cleaning and dock. I agree with you there, 4188. And here's a listener that usually brings liquid force. some packs. You mix in a 16-ounce bottle of water. I'm a new listener. Well, welcome in. We're glad to have you. His name is John Richard, or John Richard, depending on where he's from. Looks like he's from the southwest Louisiana, maybe Lafayette area. He says, you have a lot of great information. Well, thank you, John. I hope you become a regular listener. Uh, and then we're hearing from our buddy in Baton Rouge, Mark Chambers. Good morning to you, Mark. Uh, here's some suggestions on the big catfish. Uh, I Hope everything is well. I heard you talking about the big cats. We do catch them up to 50 pounds. We cut the tail off, let them bleed out and then filet them and wash the filets and put in chilled water, and it is fine eating. Thanks. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Powerade and Gatorade is my go-to, but body armor is my son's preference. You know, i I got an empty bottle of body armor sitting right here on the console. I, it was the first one I ever drank. drank it last night. It's not bad. A little sweet for my taste, but uh, not bad, and I think it's full of nutrients. All right, here's one that says my go-to drink is an Arnold Palmer Half-Tea Lemonade. Tight lines, that's Captain Nat. Listen to us in Hammond. Uh, A Campbell V8, hydrate different flavors, heavy on the electrolytes, no sugar. Sweet potato juice, I've never had that, is a key component. That's from Doug. We're getting some pretty interesting answers here. Uh, here's one that says, since football season is, is upon us, I was thinking about Hokey Gajon, Don. What are some of your favorite memories of him? Enjoy your show, and glad you have your voice back. Nobody's glad about that voice than me, and thank you for that. And, yeah, you know, there's not many days, that, especially during football season or hunting season, starting to come on, or turkey season. It's pretty much year-round. Well, I don't think about my old buddy, Hokey Gajon. Yeah, he's uh, – in in a lot of stories you'll hear in and around the Louisiana area. All right, here's one. Uh, three of us spent Monday and Tuesday in Point of Shen. Total count, 20 reds, 24 specks, three big flounder, a hamper of crabs, caught the reds and the flounder. Let's see if I can find this because these things jump around on me. On Cockahoe Minnas specks uh, came on plastics. I only drink water. An unsweetened tea when it's hot. That's from Sherman and Covington. Thanks for that well-designed report, and you guys got your – Looks like a seafood buffet to dine on. All right, we come back after this. Uh, Keep your messages coming. We'll get to them a little bit later on. We're going to get to Captain Darrell Carpenter. He's been fishing in the Grand Isle area. Looked like it was a pretty good weather week for it. Yeah, there was some rainstorms and showers, but they managed to fish around those and put some fish in the well. We'll be back with his report right after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque from Lake Catherine in Louisiana. And we head down to Grand Isle, and let's talk to Captain Daryl Carpenter. He operates com. Daryl, have your reels been screaming this week?
5: They have some, Don, yes. Uh, the redfish really cranked up real good. I mean, we we had a few days where it was blowing pretty good. Just, you know, tired of those summer doldrums and looking for a change of pace. And we went redfishing, and that's what we're doing this morning. We uh we're going to go see if we can't get some of those. And, look, they've all been really nice reds, too. I'm talking about that 20, 22-inch range. So, yeah, they, they've done some pulling this week. Uh, uh, it's, it's been nice. We It's been kind of up and down as far as the trout goes on. The, uh, apparently that dredge took a few days off or something broke because we had a few days earlier in the week where it was not pumping. The water cleaned up real well. <laughs> and even, you know, with, the, with that unsettled weather we had with Fred, and now with uh, Grace, they cut across yesterday, causing us some issues. Um, having to retreat to the inside, and it was nice to get inside and find clean the water. So, and, and we were able to catch some fish. Now, I'm not talking about we're coming back with those 7,500-count boxes, but we were catching some really nice fish. And I think what we saw yesterday, of course, we're coming up on this full moon, and the dredge is back to pumping, so the water's dirty. But what we did see yesterday, I think some of those fish are starting to make a transition back inside early because we caught some really nice two- to three-pound trout yesterday inside in the marsh on oyster reefs. Uh, Wasn't a lot of them, but I think think we're starting to see a little bit of a transition coming back in, and it's it's probably a little bit early for it to happen, but it, it is happening.
2: Darrell, you said you went after those reds and you found a nice slot reds twenty to twenty two. Are they mixed in areas with the bulls? Or are you staying away from the bulls and just kind of going into the the marshes to catch those slot reds? Because if you want the no, bulls, no, you got to uh, go somewhere else. Yeah, no, the bulls have
5: been closer to the beach, and there have been some really good bulls close to the beach and schools of them. I understand uh, between here and uh, and the Empire, they're starting to show up in big schools on the beach. But the ones we were doing, mm-hmm. uh, we ran up into the marsh fog change of pace you know we had that we had that storm surge or that little bit of flooding that came through with fred and it flooded that marsh real good and that's where we found them they were holding real real tight to the grass you know one day that we struggled on them is because you just couldn't get them to understand that look you've literally got to put that cork in that grass to get that fish to bite and um that's the day we kind of struggled a little bit to catch any of them but um but if you get anywhere near that grass with a little bit of bait. And you see, we don't have any shrimp down here yet. We're, we're famous for being late on the white shrimp. There's white shrimp all to the east of us. There's white shrimp to the west of us. And if you go north or toward Little Lake, there's white shrimp. I mean, I probably counted 5,000 white shrimp jumping everywhere, being chased by redfish. Um, so if you follow that bait, you're going to find the predator fish. And that's what we did, and that's what we found them.
2: Well, Darryl, that's, uh this is amazingly early for what appears to be maybe an early transition into the marshes. Two- and three-pound trout on the inside this time of year is, is, is kind of an outlier. But I'm glad they're there and glad you found them. Uh, any birds working over them? What are you looking for when you go inside looking for those trout? Or you just go with the bottoms that you know can produce like a nice oyster reef?
5: These were on oyster reefs. We have seen birds working, like I said, none around Grand Isle. Uh, we were over by the Empire area yesterday. There was there was birds working. Not as many yesterday as there was three days ago. Uh we went over there three days ago and you could have made your whole day out of doing nothing but chasing birds. But um but like I said, there's shrimp over there. I mean it's it's not unusual to go and, you know, sitting for a little while and crank up the trolling motor and all of a sudden you got shrimp jumping in the boat. They're so thick over there. So it's it's finding where the bait is and going where the bait is.
2: Now, for some reason this morning, I got a lot of people interested looking, finding out more about triple tail. What about, what can you tell us about triple tail fishing in and around the Grand Isle area? Do you encounter them very often? And what are some of the places you would look for them down there?
5: I started looking for them this week um, because it was usually a late August, September thing for us. Um, any, look, we're starting to get some of that grass. Don, I was going to ask you, I don't know if we're getting a rise on the Mississippi River because we're starting to get some lilies and some duckweed coming in. So anytime you're running around, you see those mats of grass, crab trap buoys, that type of stuff. That's where you start looking for your triple tail. Any floating object. Now the problem we've got since they, you know, a few years ago tried that experiment, put that 16 inch limit on them in the Grand Isle area. We don't always get a 16 inch triple tail. Uh, a 14, you know, a 12 to 14 is is a lot of our standard size. To catch one 16 and over around here is a little bit rare plenty, plenty of them. It's just you got to be conscious of that new 16-inch lemon, you
2: know. And they're very aggressive fish. Daryl. before you go, uh, we're asking about sport drinks. Now, you had an incident a couple weeks ago with a customer. Uh, people come down there, and sometimes they don't behave properly the night before. What's your favorite hydration drink to have on board when you head out?
5: Uh, my favorite is just plain old water. Some of those other things are just too sweet for me, especially in that heat. I just... I'm just staying with the water. In fact, uh, this morning I've already had two bottles and the sun ain't even up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep, that's Mother Nature's hydration product, well, good old water. Well, Darrell, thanks for the report. If somebody wants to get a hold of you and get on some of this fishing, uh, com. you're on my website. Give them the telephone number.
5: 225-937-6288, and we will not ask for your papers and wearing masks or optional.
2: <laughs> Understood. Thank you, Darrell all right yeah no vaccination required no passport no uh mask wearing it's wide open for fishing in the great outdoors that's why you gotta love it and i do back with our number two right after the top of the hour break with the outdoors with don Dubuque. ready
1: and- this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: And good Saturday morning. Welcome into hour number two of our broadcast. Coming to you live from the banks of Lake Catherine, Louisiana. Uh, the home of some speckled trout fishing that was going on under the lights last night. Uh, well, you know we got a uh, full moon arising. We got a good strong tide range, but we got some extraordinarily hot weather out there. It looks like it's going to be kind of dry this weekend. So, take the precautions if you are headed out. And we're asking our listeners this morning to tell us what their favorite hydration. Beverages. What is it you pack with the ice before you leave, and make sure you got some on the boat? What is it? I'm getting a lot of varied answers in, and some some new products and new ideas I've never thought of. So maybe you can put these to good use. We got our text board open. That's how we're getting these. You can simply text me at 504-260-1870. And here's one that comes in that says, when it comes to staying hydrated, nothing beats Gatorade. Uh, another one uh, says, let's see, that was from. Thibodeau, we have one. It says, from a long, long-time listener, I'm not a fisherman, but my Saturdays always starts with having to hear your voice. I realized how long that was, especially after listening to you recently while you fought to get your voice back. Thanks for your service, and I'll drink an Arnold Palmer for you. Uh, yeah, you'll have to because I've never had one, but maybe I'll try one. Several people are commenting on the Arnold Palmer drinks, and thank you for that compliment. That I can really consider that. The highest compliment. This program is all about fishing and hunting. Well, mostly about that. And when someone says they don't fish or hunt, but they enjoy listening, thank you for that kind word, those kind words. All right, we also have this one. Uh, this is from the Lafayette Yakker, one of our paddlers. He says, without mechanical propulsion or use of a sail, it's absolutely necessary to drink nothing but water and sports drink. Most importantly, limit the pre-fishing celebration the night before. Battling is tough this time of year. Thanks for the show. That's our friend, the Lafayette Yakker, and that's an excellent tip. Uh, here's a vote from a looks like a Mississippi listener, lemonade. I'm a big lemonade fan, but, you know, the one thing you want to avoid when you're drinking these drinks, water, sport drinks, body armor, whatever it is, once you get a lot of it, boy, then you get this slushing effect. You know what I'm talking about where it just kind of slushes around in your stomach when you had so much of it and your body hadn't absorbed it all yet? And you need to try to avoid that. And I think one of the tips that we're talking about is drinking it the night before. Really get well hydrated before you even start. Put your way ahead of the game. All right, here's a comment. You are a phenomenal radio host. No joke. Well, oh, thank you. So, now I'm not sure what that word is. F-A-C-I-L? Facil? <laughs> You're going to have to explain. It must be one of those, uh, you know, Arnold Corrects or something. i love to know how you came to this place in radio. Yes, I'm impressed, Mr. Dubuque. I hope that makes you smile and chuckle. Stay well, Shat. Yes, it does. And again, thanks for those kind words. And uh, well, it's a long story. Maybe one day I'll tell it. But I did end up here exactly where I want to be. All right, here's one that says body armor. They even have one with some caffeine added. Well, that would kind of perk you up too, as well as. Well, I was looking on the contents, and man, there's a lot of four different types of vitamin B and coconut water. A lot of potassium. Uh, a little more sugar than, than 28 grams of sugar, a little more than I like, but uh, much my favorite. Well, either water, or I tell you, I really like those Power Aids, the zero calorie Power Aids. Um, and most of those have some of the nutrients and that you need to, to keep you hydrated and keep you going on these hot summer days. And ice really helps too. And you can't beat water. If nothing else, water is always a, a great answer. All right, let's see if I have some more texts coming in. I got another vote for the. Uh, Iced tea, uh coconut water. Coconut water sounds better than it tastes. I've never really enjoyed drinking that. And of course another you know, some people I don't know how they do it. They drink beer while they're out there on the water, in the hot sun. And uh, they managed to both stay sober and not get a headache, but uh, it, it works on me. Uh, here's Roland Cortez. He's still seeing some teal. We should have more to come through the full moon later this month. By the way, uh, Roland is heading up a Cajun invasion trip. You know those ones we do, by Bayou Wild TV? We've got a speckle belly goose hunt October the 31st, it's that first, the last weekend in October and the first into November. It's doing Halloween, a Halloween specklebelly goose hunt up in Stuttgart, Arkansas. If you go to the BayouWildTV.com page, you'll find out information there, how to contact Roland. I think he's, last time I talked, he still had a few openings and hope you can make it with us. All right, here's some ice cold watermelon. Yeah, that is very, very refreshing. Cold pickles. And lots of trace minerals. Cools your core. A lot of different variety in staying hydrated and staying uh, cool and, and hydrated during these hot summer days. All right, we come back after this. We'll find out what drink Captain Mike Gallo likes to take on board his boat. For himself and customers, he's going to be fishing this morning over there in the Lake Bourne, Lake Pontchartrain, Chef, uh, Biloxi Marsh area. It's Have Boat, Will Travel. He's our born on the Bayou guy. His report is next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And that barn on the bayou report with Captain Mike Gallo is sponsored by CETO. You know them. Big yellow boats that come to your rescue, and you can get $179 a whole year worth of it. That's your membership cost. For unlimited fuel drops, 24 7 towings, jump starts for electrical problems, whatever it takes to get you back safely, CETO is like AAA on the water. It's peace of mind, mostly for you and your loved ones, and it's only a phone call away or a click. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or click him at com. Captain Mike Gallo joins us, and Captain Mike, here's the situation. we got looks almost a full moon horizon, a 1.8 incoming early tide and falling late. What is that good to do?
6: Oh, Don, that will set you up for some good red fishing in the marsh. Uh, all week long we've been red fishing in the marsh. My Texas crew has uh, just left. The other day, they came in Monday and fished Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And we had good catches of redfish every day fishing, mostly spinners, some spoons. You know, some of them love those chatterbaits. Yesterday, I had a young man and his father, and we went back to the shrimp. I had never fished with these gentlemen before. We fished shrimp under a cork, a little deeper under a cork than I normally fish. Water levels are a little bit high, and we do have some pretty big rising tides. So I went to about 14 inches under a cork. Normally I'm around 10, but I went a little bit deeper. And uh, we did well on the redfish. Fishing in the bayous, points with current rolling past them seem to be uh, one of the more areas where more productivity there than I would say anyplace else. Uh, we caught a few in some Trenasses, but points seem to be the main place where we caught them. Uh, on a side note, when the Texas guys were here, we did catch a few speckled trout in the marsh, you know, in the bayous, and um, we didn't keep any, but I do think, I don't know, one day I think we caught a dozen, and I think without measuring them, half of them looked to be keepers. So that's a real good sign for uh, things moving forward into the fall.
2: Mike, are you seeing a lot of shrimp in the marsh Uh, last night under the lights? That was a pretty decent-sized shrimp for Lake Catherine, popping and the trout were knocking them out of the box. Uh, And uh, Darrell was talking about he's seeing shrimp out there, and uh, Robbie's talking about maybe a little bit better shrimp. They're opening up the season over there near Biloxi Marsh. Uh, If that marsh gets full of shrimp, man, that could really be some good news.
6: Yeah, I have been seeing shrimp in the marsh, and we're mainly fishing close to the edges of the marsh. Um, I didn't get too deep into the marsh, and one of the captains that works for me yesterday uh, did well on redfish early and went into, I believe he told me, Lake Poodle and the Bob's Lake area. Plenty of birds. They caught about 30 speckled trout and was able to keep, it wasn't many, six or eight. But, you know, he finished his day early, wanted something else to do, so they went Look for a bull. They were looking for bull reds, and that's what brought them to that open water. They saw lots of birds and shrimp jumping from under the birds, fish chasing them. Didn't know what it was chasing those shrimp up. Took a chance to see if it was bull reds, and it ended up being mainly speckled trout. He said, oddly enough, they did not catch a single gaff top. Now, normally the gaff top get in there and chase those shrimp too. They're not quite as nimble as a speckled trout, so that really tells you there was quite a few speckled trout in the area, and uh, they could get to your bait much faster than the gap top could. So things are really shaping up for a good fall.
2: Mike, we ask you this quite often, and the reason I do is because a lot of people ask me, triple tail, how's it been this past week? Did you see any? Have you seen any, heard of any in your area?
6: I still have not seen a single triple tail, and we just – I'd say in the last two weeks have gotten these real calm days. You know, August is hot and calm. So um, that's when you have your best conditions to be able to see them. And it seemed through the early part of the summer the Pearl River was still kind of high and a lot of that water was still kind of dirty. It's just gotten to where in the last two weeks, maybe three weeks, that water has really cleaned up quite a bit. So I think your best opportunity to see them is you know, now going forward, I just haven't seen one as of yet, but I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be there, especially with the number of shrimp that are moving into the area, um, you know, as well as clean water. So with those two ingredients, I would certainly think we should be able to see one. I'll be looking for them. I'm always looking for them. I just hadn't seen one as of yet.
2: Michael, we're asking our field reporters and our listeners their favorite uh, drink to stay hydrated during these dog days of summer. Uh, As many times as I've fished with you, I know you put a variety in the box up there on the bow. What is your favorite one to make sure you've got when you go out on these
6: days? Well, obviously I know that the best drink for me is water. But if you drink nothing but water for a month, it gets boring. So that's why I have a variety. I like the Arnold Palmer's. You can buy those. Ready-made in the grocery store. Um, I like those. I like the body armor. There's a body armor light that's only about 20 calories a bottle, and it has lots of vitamins like you were reading. It has the uh, coconut water, which is supposed to be good for hydrating, potassium, magnesium, all of those things. I go through a, a, you know, a different. I don't know. I get a six pack of a certain uh, brand maybe powerade or Gatorade, and I just keep rotating them. But the main ingredient is is always water. Um, Just try to drink as much water as I can. And like you said, start the night before, even early in the morning. Drink more than you think you need to because you will absorb it, and before you know it, you're sweating out a lot of water.
2: Tattered. Mike, we're going to let you go hit the hit the marsh there in just a second, but I want to invite you. You know, we missed you last week over at Southside Cafe. Uh, this coming Monday, Martha and I are going to be back over there between 4 and 6 at Southside Cafe. Uh, we'll be taping some of the show and talking, hunting, and fishing and giving away some prizes and stuff. So come on by. We'd love to see you over there and uh, bring, bring that girl with you. Who's that girl that hangs around you sometime? Jacqueline, somebody like that? <laughs>
6: Yeah, I'm just a trophy husband. So we'll see if she can go and drag me with her.
2: <laughs> now look, most of what you say is true, but I'm I'm really doubting that last comment, Mike. I'm not sure about that trophy husband stuff. <laughs>
6: Her, her term is arm candy, but
2: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Well, we hope to see you out there, Mike. Have a great day fishing, and thanks so much for reporting. If somebody wants to book a trip with you and you've got overnight accommodations there at the wonderful Spots and Dots Lakehouse Lodge, tell them how to get you.
6: Very simple. You can find me on com, my website, which is aaofla.com, or the reliable telephone, 985-781-7811, also social media under Angling Adventures.
2: All right, go get them. Got Mike, we'll see you next week.
6: Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you then and hopefully see you Monday.
2: Yes, indeed. We'd love to. All right, we come back after this. It's time for your paddlers slash peddlers report. It's a special report we have for those of you who like to get real up close and personal with your fish. Brendan Bayard, who is a very accomplished kayak fisherman, will join us to share his information with you. Doing that right after this on the outdoors. And the strokers and the peddlers are getting ready for the big ride to bull next week. We'll talk about more about that in a second. But I want to remind you, this report each week is brought to you in conjunction with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, great organization. And it's presented by Massey's Outfitters in Mid-City of New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington. They've got some of the best kayak fishing models you will ever find, including those Hobies and Jacksons. You can visit their website, look up the products. Also, be aware of those demo days where you can ride before you buy. You'll find all that at MasseyOutfitters.com. dot com. Also, check them out on Facebook. And one of our two field reporters who alternate—I'm not sure who's first string and who's second string—we'll let you, the listeners, decide that. Brendan Bayard and Eric Mohabarak. And this week it's Brendan. Brendan, what's going on out there for the paddling fishermen this
0: week? Oh, Don, there's lots of fish out there. It's uh, it's hot like uh, like you know nobody's business out there so you need to hydrate and i heard y'all talking about hydrating and that's very important this time of year i like to get out there so early that i I spend half of my time fishing under the lights and then half of my time fishing in the early morning so uh you know i might get out there at at three o'clock in the a.m this time of year and i'll fish till about 10 and then i'll head back in because after after about ten, if you don't have much wind in a kayak you're just kinda of baking out there and uh it can it can be pretty uh pretty tough on your body, uh just sitting there dehydrating and there's only so much water and Gatorade you can carry in the back of your kayak and still have room to catch trout and uh put them in the bag. So uh you know, it's uh it's a balancing act of uh packing and, and, and putting your gear in that kayak. But uh fishing's been great, uh catching a lot of trout. Unfortunately it's a throwback time a year, and so you might catch uh, you know, two trout to keep for every 10 that you, you catch if you're down by the coast. What I did find last week uh, is as I was going back further north, the trout got a little bit bigger. The ones that were behind Grand Isle, uh, I, I caught a lot of them in the 11-inch, 11 11-and-a-half. 11 but once I got up to Leeville, my trout signs got a little bit bigger. I was catching 14s even caught a couple of 19s mixed in with the trout up there, so that was kind of promising some some bigger fish. And uh, uh, redfish are plentiful everywhere in the marsh. Uh, bulls are uh, ramping up in the passes, and we got ride the bull next weekend. So uh, I know a lot of people are excited about that.
2: Is there still time to sign up for it?
0: Oh, yeah. you can, uh, I think you can sign up. If it's like years past, you can sign up. That morning, I know Ride the Bull usually uh, kicks off. It's not first thing in the morning, so I think they usually uh, launch the kayaks around 7 or so, but you check the website. Uh, I remember there's kind of a they, – they give a little bit of time in the morning to stage up and, and get the kayaks lined up so that there's no uh, – so nobody misses the start. So uh, I think I remember signing up in the morning in the past, but you can sign up on that CCA website uh, ahead of time if you want.
2: Yeah, one of the largest in the world, and it's very well organized. They've got assist boats that go out there, and the Red Trasher, who's with CCA Star, does a phenomenal job of helping them out with it. This is the 11th year, and uh, it is definitely on. A lot of people were asking due to the restrictions with COVID and a lot of events being canceled. Not Ride the Bull. It's It will go on as planned. Uh, Brendan, thanks for the report on the trout. You also mentioned you caught some crabs. Do you crab out of a kayak or you do that from the bank?
0: Uh, I usually just do that from the bank or uh, from the beach. Um, you know, sometimes we'll go out there with the, uh, the old garden uh, stakes and, and put them out there with the strings and the kind of uh, the trot line style on the beach. And I think that's probably the most successful right now. Uh, you can uh, almost step on crabs if you walk out there on Elmer's Island right now. Uh, so many. And uh, fishing for bulls in the past, you'll see those little crabs kind of float by on the top of the water column. Uh, there are just tons of crabs in there right now. Uh, we also caught caught some crabs uh, along the side of the road on, uh, you know, uh, going down old LA-1 where they have the new elevated bridge that goes down to Grand Isle. You can kind of get off that and and be on that road that not too many people use and catch crabs out there and it's if you're bringing a family i think that's probably one of the safer places to go you don't have many cars going back and forth or go out to the beach uh great great event to uh to do with your family uh just crabbing and 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 catching them the the kids have a blast doing that and uh it's it's been pretty fun the last couple of weeks doing that
2: just tie an old chicken neck on. That'll get it done. Do you use a cork to indicate when the crab's there, or do you just watch the line for movement?
0: Yeah, I usually don't throw it quite as far out, and then uh, I'll see it almost being tugged a little bit, and I'll know he's there. So uh, it's uh, it's not too hard to not too hard to notice, and it only takes about a couple of minutes at most, and then they're on. <laughs> Yes, indeed.
2: All right, good stuff, Brendan. Thanks so much for the report, uh, and uh, good luck on Ride the Bull next week, and we'll see you in the next time you come on with us. We really appreciate your reports. All right. Thanks, Don. Take care. All right. Also, Rendon gave some very good information about getting an early start. You got to remember, fish fish don't have clocks. They don't have a time clock. You can fish any time, and by splitting your time before daylight and right at daylight, you definitely fish in some cooler, cooler conditions. All right. Coming back after this, it's bad boy time. Third time this guy's been on. Fourth offense. He was sentenced in Plaquemines Parish by Judge Kevin Connor. We've got the sentence coming at you right after this timeout. You're listening to the Outdoors with Don Debue, Radio Network. You know, I was telling uh, Captain Mike to come see us over at Southside Cafe. It's our new taping location. It's in Slidell right on Highway 11. A lot of you are familiar with it. We'll be there on Monday 4 to 6 p.m. We go two Mondays a month. We'll let you know which Mondays we're there. It's doing happy hour. Got some great food there. We talk hunting and fishing, do a little taping, give away some prizes. Everyone's invited to come by. It's just a happening place over there in Slidell. And um, Captain Martha will be there, Chris LeCocq, our videographer. And by the way, speaking of of those two, you know, I brag on them a lot. And I got to tell you, this week, go to my Facebook page or Bayou Wild TV's Facebook page and check out the video, the the shot that Chris LeCocq got on our Hunt of a Lifetime fishing trip with a young man who has terminal cancer. And that was his dream to go catch a tarpon. And, boy, did it ever come true. But uh, you look at that video, and it just says it all right there. And he captured that photograph, a still photograph from the videography. And I'm not going to give away his secrets how he gets all these shots, but check it out. And speaking of Bayou Wild TV, don't miss this week's, the current uh show that's running. It's our to- it's our Field Tribute, a tribute to a man that a lot of you loved on this radio program for about 20 years. He used to give us fishing reports and cut up and have a lot of fun. We did some interviews with uh, Todd Masson, Marsh Mass, Marsh Masson, Marshman Masson is what he goes by, and also uh, tofield's life partner Ginger Janae. And it's it's heartwarming, it's refreshing, and it brings back some great memories of the fun we had with him. He also cooked the dish for us, his redfish on the half shell. So check it out. It's BayouWildTV.com. You can find all the local listings or our channel near you or watch it online. It's Bayou Wild. All right, we come back after this. It's Bad Boys of the Outdoors time, the feature that everybody loves. You've been telling me for years it's your favorite. You love to hear about the outlaws being brought to justice. And justice was served and it was handed down by Judge Kevin Connor in Plaquemines Parish, a fourth-time offender. His story is next, right after we pause 10 seconds, to let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Debute Radio Network. In a case we aired last October, when agents uh, Lieutenant Adam Young and Senior Agent Kyle Haydell were on patrol in Port Sulphur working bow fishing charters, they cited Jeremy Roussel for failure to provide an active US Coast Guard license, state charter guide license, and proof of liability insurance. The honorable judge Kevin Connor accepted Roussel's guilty plea to his fourth offense of not abiding by the state's charter guide regulations. Judge Connor sentenced him to a maximum penalty of a $1000 fine plus court costs and 30 days in parish prison, which was suspended. He's been placed on a one-year wildlife probation with the stipulation of losing all charter privileges and his jail time suspension if he is cited for any Class Three or higher wildlife offenses. His 40-year-old Jeremy Roussel of Metairie, Louisiana, our bad boy, repeat bad boy, of the outdoors. Now, it's such a shame, and, and I really hate telling you that story i know him personally i've actually been on the boat with jeremy and what this this thing is where he refuses to get his proper licensing he's got a great boat he's got a good operation he's a good bow fisherman as well as rod and reel fisherman but just does not obey the law and i think this is his last chance unless he wants to spend some time actual time in prison All right, we got a lot of bad boys, got enough of them to go around each and every week. We'll have another next week, but when we come back from this time out, we're going down to Plaquemines Parish. We'll talk to Captain Ryan Lambert. He's known around these parts as the Plastic Man. He's fresh back from Nolejase in Mexico with some tales. He's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And the Plastic Man is on a return trip from old Mexico, Hase Lodge. And, uh, Ryan, I, I have a good uh, shoulder surgeon I can recommend if you're ready for him.
7: <laughs> I only shot 28 boxes. I didn't do too bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Boy, good thing you can shoot those low brass, huh?
7: Oh, yeah. Well, I shoot a 20-gauge anyhow, but I, I, I shoot 400 boxes while they were there. I
2: mean, just yeah.
7: ridiculous, you know.
2: No wonder I there's a shell them. shortage.
7: <laughs> you know, I limit myself to how many I'm gonna kill. I don't, you know, I've been doing it way too long to have to go kill everything. So I, I go have a good time, and that's it. You know.
2: Yeah. Well, let's Ooh. start with this. I got a, a message in from a listener. I want to know how teal season's looking? Because we got a pretty dire report on the breeding season up north. But like he says, teal normally are consistent in breeding, even when you have poor conditions up north. So what's the what's the latest? Have you seen a little, a few blue wings around?
7: Yeah, yeah, they're starting to show up. Um, you know, it's it's more the green wings that will be down a little bit this year instead of the blue wings. But um, you know, they're going to come through, and you catch them on their way through. I mean, it's not like they're going to come here and stay all year. Um, some of them do, but most of them probably ninety nine percent of them keep on trucking. They'll go down to Nicaragua and Mexico and uh, all places all the way to Belize. I mean, they they travel so. We'll kill them on the way through, and we'll get ours, and hopefully we'll get a couple of cold fronts during the season, and that really help push them. You know, this full moon coming up in the next couple of days is going to push those, those little males, the big, the older males. They'll leave first, and all that will come through this week, and hopefully, you know, we don't want it all coming through. I mean, it's cool up here. I'm in South Dakota, and it's 50 degrees.
2: Wow, yeah, that's some nice stuff. What you doing up there?
7: Um, just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Just came. Uh, had dinner with Sarah last night. <laughs> Me and oh! You know, a
2: couples, and,
7: you know she's uh, up I've here been, in the summertime. So.
2: Yeah, I've been seeing some pictures. She's been working the fly rod pretty good up there. Huh?
7: Oh, yeah. She was in Montana last week because she lived in Sturgis. So when Sturgis comes to town, you got to leave. I mean, it's like thunder <laughs> yeah, for right. all the day.
2: <laughs> right, yeah. Did you fly so. up into Pierre? Is that where you went in? Or?
7: No, no. I came in the Rapid City. <laughs> Okay. This time, you know, it's, I'm further west, and um, it's it's super nice. It was 99 when we got here, and it's been 50 or 60 cents. <laughs> so it's been really nice. And uh, at home, the the river's low, it's green, the fish are everywhere. I mean, things are making holes in the water, it's blowing up. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to be a fabulous fall, I tell you.
2: Well, you know, last time I was up there, it was minus 9 one day. Oh, no, 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 from, no. From 99 to minus 9, that's a pretty wide range of temperatures. Orion, well, uh, sure well, where the boys been fishing mostly down here, if you've been keeping in touch with them? they fishing east oh, side, yeah, west side, fish. both sides? they
7: fish fishing both sides. It depends on what the customers want. You want trout, you want bull reds, you want keeper reds. You, you know, when I get back, um, I'm coming home tonight, and I'm going triple tail and Cobia for the next week.
2: That sounds interesting.
7: Yeah, I'll be after that. And if we catch some mangroves or something on the way, you know, I'm going to be after that kind of stuff. Um, and if I can run into some big child or some ways, I'll take them,
2: too, you know? Man, you sound like a customer instead of a, a, a charter captain.
5: <laughs> well, you
7: know, <laughs> if you don't love this, you can't do this. You know, I've been doing it for right. 43, right. 44 years. So you gotta, you got to love what you do to do it that long. But it's been so good for us. I mean, it's wow. What a way to make a living. I mean, my boys are blessed. I mean, they know it too. I mean, we, we're out on that water every day. We're the hunting, the fishing, and we got the best of everything. I mean, we we don't want for nothing. We got great customers. I mean, it's good. And we are so booked up. Oh my gosh. People are calling like crazy. I'm just trying to take a shoehorn to get them in here somehow, but it's, uh, it's going to be good. If we, you know, I think it'll be a good duck season whether we get a storm or not because of so many duck potatoes. And that's what saved us last year after seven title surges. I mean, we still killed 3,600 birds, so... I think I think at this point we're pretty invincible.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love to watch those ducks cutting up them french fries when they come down here for them potatoes. It looks so good. Oh. All right, Ryan. <laughs> We've been asking uh, people this morning, Ryan, favorite drink to stay hydrated. What is it you got to have on the boat on these hot dog days of summer and you want to keep the customers cool and keep them from passing out on you?
7: Well, I do two things. I bring plenty of water because the good Lord didn't get that wrong. And I take Florida water, and I take some some washcloths, and I put them in a bag with Florida water, and I keep them in my ice chests. And when we stop to eat, I break them things out, and you think that, that I broke out a gold nugget.
4: <laughs> Cause, uh,
7: you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you're talking about refreshing. You put that cold rag on your face and your neck and, uh, with that Florida water on it, it just, just refreshes you completely. So anytime anybody gets hot, I'll break one of them out, you know, that's a, a good secret to have. And just keep them in a baggie, in your ice chest, just water and Florida water in the bag, and then throw it in the ice chest and keep them cold, cold. And when something happens or you get hot, break one of them out, and you're totally refreshed.
2: You know, I don't know if they still make them because I haven't seen one, but I used to, you know, Frog Togs, a company that makes the the wet weather gear, they made a towel that was of that same material, and that's what it was used for. You soak it in ice and Florida water and then just drip it across your head. Boy, did that make you feel good. And then it would dry out like a sponge, you know. It was real portable and packable, but I haven't seen one lately. But anything We had
7: them in in Mexico this week. We had um, a gator, you know, you just got to put it around you. (laughs) But it was so fresh down there. It wasn't hot. We had a cool wind the whole time. I mean, it was so enjoyable. It's been like that the last three out of four years down there, me. So, I mean, I guess I'm just positive.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, before you go, uh, tell Sarah hello for me. Is she going to make it down to the harem? Is she coming back down for teal season or is she 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 permanently permanently up there?
7: She'll be back in November. I said, well, it's too cold up here. You're going to have to get you. She said, I might fly in one weekend for teal season. I said, well, just let me know which one. <laughs> she loves it. You know that.
2: Yes, indeed. She's a real outdoor gal. Well, Ryan, thanks for the report. Uh, while you're gone, you've got people handling your business. It's great you can get them to do that. They don't handle as well as you do, but they do get it done. Tell them how to get a hold of you if they sure. want to get some information on a trip, either hunting, fishing, sure, or yeah. both.
7: Yeah, they can go to com or, or I'm always on this phone, five zero four five five nine five one one one. You know, as you know, I do answer it all the time. So, you know, anybody needs to know anything, just give me a call, and I'll be happy to fill you in. All
2: right. Have fun up there. We'll catch up with you when you get back.
7: All right, buddy. We'll see you.
2: All right, that's Captain Ryan Lambert. He also goes by the Plastic Man because he likes to throw plastic. He abhors putting live or stinky frozen shrimp on his hook. All right, we come back after this. Going to get back to our text message board. You want to get one in. What's your favorite hydration drink on these hot dog days of summer? 504-260-1870. And I'm going to describe for you the scene I'm looking at as I overlook Lake Catherine here in Louisiana. Back with that right after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, uh, getting back to our text message board. Uh, someone saying the hair of the dog seems to help out your thirst. I'm not quite sure about that. Maybe it does work for you. Uh, here's one, Gatorade Zero and Water. For those of us who are watching our dress size, well, aren't we all? Uh, Florida water with ice on a towel will cool you down. Resting in the shade of a Bimini will help. When feeling a bit exhausted. i tell you what, a T-top on your boat can really save you this time of year. Uh, Here's another one. They drink plenty of water, but they also pack a Pedialyte in there for a pick-me-up. And here's an unusual one, but I'm sure it's great. A bag of quartered bite-sized oranges and water. It works. And from TRD, listening to us in Kentwood, uh, Don, you missed your chance last week when you sat in for Tommy. Not a word about fishing. Body armor seems to work for me. I've listened from the from the oh the old uh, Cajun one hundred three days. Yeah, okay. Uh, you've been there a long time. Um, what he's talking about sitting in for Tommy this week? Uh, our flagship station WWL's uh, morning drive host Tommy Tucker was on vacation. They needed to fill in. They got me to fill in, and I got to tell you, I sat through a week of talking about pandemics, Afghanistan, southern border crisis with politicians, congressmen, doctors, military analysts. And uh, this is, the believe me, the break was needed for this show. But I don't mix the two. When I do those, I do what's uh, current and and, and they request me to do. But on Saturdays, it's all us and it's all fishing and hunting. All right, here's one on that FACIL, FACIL. And they said they meant it in a good way, seemingly effortless in reference to how I do this show. Apparently, it's often an insult. Well, I wouldn't know because that's the first time I've heard of it. But only the good towards you, Cap. I set the alarm on Saturdays to listen. And Mad Trucker's letting us know he's out there. And also, uh, someone wants to know, is Ducks Unlimited or Delta doing anything or uh, any immediate studies into the short stopping of a federal resource? Uh, not to my knowledge. There is a, a radio telemetry project going on which may reveal some results. It's going to take a few years, but that's a good topic for people to show up and bring up at that night of conservation. Ducks Unlimited is hosting it this coming Thursday. I'll be there. Hope to see you. 630, it's a firehouse event center, is the location. It's in downtown Old Covington on Thayer Street. Check it out. All right, Florida water is the best. What is Florida water? It's a combination of uh, alcohol and water and some mixture. You do not drink it. You put it on your body, and it helps to uh, the perspiration process. It cools you, out, kills the skin off. Fish and game show reports for frogging or frog legs. We'll have to do that another time. The music's playing. Uh, let's see, you live in zone four right down the street from me. <laughs> water a hydration drink. Butch from the Irish Channel, thanks to all the staff for the knowledge. And uh, one said, I also listen uh, when you do the Tommy Tucker show. It was great. I'll come back and listen. Well, thank you all for the compliments this morning. Got to set the scene. I'm overlooking Lake Catherine, a little sunrise. Lake is flat. Uh, my grand nephew, the outdoors child prodigy known as Drew Dubuque, he stood me up on the radio show, but he got up before he got dressed. He's barefoot, no shirt, dog at his side, went straight to the end of the pier and started casting. My kind of guy. All right. Also, that's a national dog day is next week. We'll have a special honor of the pooches. So stay tuned. Hope to see you then on the outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.